Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast Fresh off of a, oh man, I mean, I know everyone was huddled around the TVs watching UFC Vegas 64, Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos from the UFC Apex. Uh, The good thing is we have a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. We will have a full breakdown show on Friday coming out. Uh, Israel Adesanya fighting his, uh, the boogeyman of his professional career, which is Alex Pereira for the middleweight title. We will also get a... Zhang Weili and Carla Esparza title fight. And we also have Dustin Poirier getting back in the octagon against Michael Chandler. So we will have a lot of good, clean fun to talk about on Friday afternoon. But first, we must get into this past weekend's card. Ty, how are you feeling today? Uh, like I just lost some bets. Yeah, like uh, so <laughs> f- funny you bring that up. Uh, we... <laughs> We will go over our records uh, throughout the night, but to start it off, I went three and six uh, on the card, but I went positive in the unit section, which uh, I always stress to you, ladies and gentlemen, do not look at our records uh, flat out because we are playing a lot of plus 300 sort of situations, and all we got to do is hit one of them to make everything right. So I went plus 1.3 units. You went one and five. (laughs) But you were only negative 1.4 units due to a Grant Dawson sub at plus 365. So that's what we're talking Let's about go. here. You needed one more, and we honestly got screwed on the Pollyanna Viana. Uh, oh, that's such horseshit. Which we will get into that at some point uh, during this card breakdown. But Should've first, just inside the distance. Fuck. First, we must talk about the main event: Amanda Lemos, or Amanda Lemos, as uh, some people like to say, uh, with a. Standing TKO knockout of Marina Rodriguez. I I think it was probably even going into that third round. Did you number one thing I took away from the fight? Did you agree with the stoppage? Uh, yeah. I know some people didn't, but it it, it, it seems a little didn't. quick. Yeah, I, you know what's funny? I think we see this a lot in women's fights that they're more willing to stop it quicker especially you know if they're standing i don't know why like if that was a men's fight you probably wait till one of them goes down you know like, yeah I, I don't think there's like a necessarily male female bias but it, it, i think some of the fights are just maybe refed and judged differently refed differently but i don't she kind of she didn't turn away but she kind of did but like not really you know like she, she her body language is really really it bad. wasn't good it wasn't like i don't think it's a horrible stoppage i just thought it may have been a tad early but i, I trust jason yeah, I trust Jason Herzog, but I feel you. I, you know, she complained afterwards, but she they wasn't really doing much to stop uh, the barrage that was coming to, before the stoppage. But after the stoppage, she's like, "Oh, well, I was doing fine." It's like, "Yeah, you're doing fine now." When the fight's over, like, yeah, you stopped getting punched um, in the face. But do that one, the, the right hand that clipped like the top of her head slash maybe the side top of oh, her forehead. Yeah. That sent her that that stopped her in her tracks and moved her back towards the cage, which we've never really seen from. Anybody do to Marina Rodriguez. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was warranted. If, if he didn't step in right away, she probably drops and gets, you know, absolutely bombarded. Even worse. I guess you never know, but um, 
No, I, I agree with that, though. I think you're right. Like, it, it was kind of just, like, it seemed a little bit early, but then I, like, the more I sat there and thought about it, I was like, well, I mean, what? I guess I, I always tend to, like, want to give the fighter the chance, but also, like, what were the chances that she actually turned that around and was able to bounce back from that? Because she got smoked on the, like, right on the top of her head, like, temple area. And her yeah, equal, she didn't throw she just, back. Yeah, she kind of, like, she, it was, like, the quicker version of the Sean Brady one. Sean Brady just stood there on the fence and got beat up yeah. for, like, 35, 40 seconds. This one was more like really quick, but like you said, I, I trust Jason Herzog, and like you said though too, her body language was not great. But this, but this result and the end, I mean, just in general, the the whole way the fight played out, this is a little bit of a shock, right? I mean, the odds would tell you that too. It just this was not the expected outcome, and uh, I left. I mean, Amanda even Amanda had her uh, on the ground, had her back for I think was the second round. Kind of dominated yeah, her, uh, which we kind of talked about before was probably her best path to victory. But I do truly believe, like, it th- she didn't look great in that beginning. It seemed like the fatigue was start. I mean, this might be stupid to me to say, but it just seemed like the more this fight went on, it was not going to go well for Amanda. But it doesn't really matter because she was able to hit her with a frying pan and get her out of there. So, yeah, you know. this is on the heels of me saying, yeah, I don't think Amanda Lewis has that much power. Meanwhile, she just absolutely cooks Marina Rodriguez in the third. So, you know, it shows what I know. Yeah. Yeah, they, it shows what I know, too. So, uh, But good for good for Amanda Lemos. I don't know what they're going to do next. I imagine she's probably another one away, right? I mean, she's number seven. Uh, I don't know if they've updated the rankings this week. Looks like they have. She's number three now. She took uh, Marina Rodriguez's spot. Marina dropped down two spots to number five. So, I mean, maybe you could do her and Rose. That seems like a, a, oh, a, little, a fun time. Uh but I don't know yeah. what else you could do other than that, honestly. Uh, for the next, maybe uh, wait for wait for the winner of this, and then just have her run the title. Yeah, I mean that's definitely I mean, an I option. Wouldn't be against that. Who knows what, what Rose, Rose is doing? doing? Exactly. That's a, that's a that's my next point too. Like, who knows what the hell Rose is up to, or wants, what she wants to do next? Uh, I guess you know we're rather just better leaving it as opposed to trying to think about what's going on in the brains of Rose Namajunas and Pat Barry. So we'll <laughs> we'll leave that where it's at. Uh, but it was a good win. It was a good win for Amanda and a tough loss for both of us. But, um, yeah. well, you know, hey, man, that's how, that's how it goes sometimes. Neil Magny, he, uh, this is another one that we lost. But, I mean, talk about – this was kind of, uh, I would say, even going into that third round, right? Magny kind of yeah. had the advantage uh, grappling – he was not really – was able to use his length more in the first round. Uh, Rodriguez started backing him up, up against the fence in that second round. But, I mean, it was, his nose was getting chewed up by that jab. And uh, it just kind of seemed like it uh, took a toll at a certain point. Rodriguez was working the body. It was just This was a good competitive fight for a long time. But Magny just found a finish there at the end with that Darce choke with about a minute 30 left. And it's a big win for Neil Magny. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. The second round, man, D-Rod looked really good. His boxing was crisp. He was landing more and often, uh, harder, um, just everything, everything. He was going to the body. <clears throat> he, was, um, he wasn't getting taken down. He wasn't getting – he wasn't fighting Neil Magny's fight. And then uh, third round came, and Neil Magny had enough. So uh, that, that was a good finish by him. It's just grit, veteran, veteran uh, cage presence, uh, octagon control. I'm not trying to think of uh, – superlatives here but um yeah you know it was, it was tough to watch that uh, i think as soon as he he got him down i was like yeah he's probably uh at least he's riding out the bottom for the rest of this round let alone like you finished and he uh it was a sick darcy the he, he wasn't he wasn't 
letting go of that. Nah, and yeah, you could just see Rodriguez was like, okay, yep, I'm good. And uh, I mean, it wasn't like he quit. He he got he just got caught, man. Just got caught in a precarious position and. Uh, good win for Neil Magny, man. This is a couple, two underdogs at the top of the card who win. And anytime we were to bet the underdog, they, they would be viciously knocked out or finished. So <laughs> it's good to know that this week upcoming, maybe, maybe it's a favorite weekend. So maybe it is an Israel Adesanya weekend coming up here. We'll have to evaluate and do some uh, number crunching here at the Shoulder Strikes MMA Lab, which is a uh, part, a, a branch of our division and a corporation. <laughs> I'm just making shit up right now. But uh, Shaolin Nurembike. Is that how you say that gentleman's name? He absolutely so. smoked Derek Minner. And did you see that they were like investigating the questionable bets going into this fight? Because honestly, I didn't watch this fight live. I went back and watched this one, uh, on you know, just on the ESPN Plus, and I could tell immediately from the beginning of the fight that Derek Minner's leg was already hurt going into the fight. So maybe yeah, somebody had one kick and you know. Yeah, but like even like when he goes in, he's like putting it like he's just like placing it on the ground as opposed to like moving with it or like it didn't look the movements didn't look natural. They looked so forced. So I just kind of was like, oh boy, like this. I, I already knew that this fight like was the questionable one, so I was like, oh okay, that's why. Like I knew right away, like this guy's hurt. He was hurt going into the fight. Some people knew and they knew he was going to get smoked. So uh, Did James just, Krause know? That's what I want to know. That's, did, he, did he know? Yeah, I mean, apparently, you know, someone had to know because people were logging in some big time bets. Apparently, this guy got up to minus seven hundred. I, I, I saw on some websites. Yeah. I got him in a parlay at minus two twenty, and then I saw someone say, "Yeah, I just bet him at minus four twenty. I'm like, "Wait, what? Yeah, you're like, How what's going happened? on like, here? I, I didn't even know. I was like, "Did I? Did I just like beat the line? Like, no way! I, I of all people, beat the line. Um, and then it turns out, yeah, Derek Minter's knee was was cooked before the fight, and I guess the under ballooned. He had under one and a half. I guess everybody was smashing that bet. I wish I knew that, but yeah, I wish I looked good though. He's a, he's a tank, man. He is a tank. I mean, you could just see the the physique difference in these two was uh, was remarkable. And this he's guy, only twenty eight. Like yeah. yeah, like Derek Miller looks like a fucking you know. I'm not gonna say he's not a pristine athlete, but he doesn't look like one. I'll say. Are you saying that he looks like he just got done his shift at a construction company? <laughs> Is that he might be what, the foreman. That, he might be the foreman. You're trying to say, because that's um, honestly he, he didn't look great. He did not look great, and maybe it does have a, something to do with the fact that he's injured. But yeah, uh, listen, I wish the best for Mr. Minner in his recovery because it, it was very apparent. Because as soon as he threw that leg kick, he like it didn't go well. And then he threw it again, or it just used his leg to throw a kick, and then he threw it again, and it was like okay, like that wasn't a yeah, good idea. Yeah, and then, then it was just yeah. And then he got on top and just re- received some elbows for the next thirty seconds. Before uh, Mr. I believe Mark Smith was uh, sitting there, like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll stop it now. After he just received <laughs> a thousand elbows on his head, so good win for Newton BK. It's not his fault that this guy was hurt, but I uh, wish I would have known. Wish someone would have gave me some inside info. Next time, everyone out there, if you get some inside info, hit me up. Let all right? us know. I need inside info. Okay, <laughs> I want it. Just kidding. Allegedly, <laughs> joke, jokes. All right. So Tagir Ulambekov absolutely smoked Nate Maness. We kind of had a feeling this could happen. I was worried about what, <clears throat> excuse me, Nate Maness's, uh, like game on his on the on his back and would like you know his ground game would be. I thought Ulampekov would be, uh, it would, this would be a longer sort of fight where he kind of was just cool with you know maintaining ground control and just beating him up, you know, standing in his guard. And he kind of was for a while, but then Nate Maness kind of just made a silly mistake, left his neck out there on the way up. 
And I'll tell you what, Nate did. Nate looked very. I don't know if he always looks this stiff, but it was. It seemed very noticeable that he looked just stiff at 25. His legs are just much thicker than his torso. It just. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look healthy or natural or anything like that. So, I mean, Nate Maness yeah. also getting screwed with these uh, with this matchmaking here because, I mean, they they were just putting him up against every Russian Dagestani wrestler that he can ever that the UFC has to offer in these weight classes, and he's just getting smoked. Not ideal. Uh, standing guillotine choke, very, very hard to do. So, um, shout out to Tajir, Tajir, Tajir for that. Uh, I don't think he got 50K, but probably should have, honestly. That's, that's like almost not impossible, but very, 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 very difficult to do. I think John Jones did that to Leota, right? Was it a was it a guillotine? Standing where he... guillotine, yeah, and he just dropped his lifeless body on the ground, yep. which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost See as ya. bad as uh, Treshawn Gore just spiking that guy's head last week. But uh, shout out sad. to him. Uh, big Yens. Yeah, Big Yens. Big Yens is uh, probably dealing with some headaches this week. But uh, Grant Dawson, uh, which was – this was a dominant performance. This is probably the performance of the night in my mind, which I don't know how it didn't get an award of some sort. Maybe this is just anti-Mark Madsen uh, talk. But, I mean, he smoked him. He 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 wrestled him the whole time. He was wrestle. He said he was gonna wrestle his legs and uh, shit that the Greco-Roman wrestlers are not used to. He did that, man. He just put a pace on Mark Madsen that was not. He was not ready to sustain. I mean, he gets dropped in the first, you know, minute of the fight, right? Grant Dawson does, and then he just bounces like back. Jab, and he just right? yeah, he just kept it going the whole time. Striking was on point. He just he beat Mark Madsen up, man. Marco Madsen. He takes his first loss of his career. This is a big win for us. Yeah, I mean, just controlled him. Controlled as soon as he got his back, it was over. Grant Dawson's a very underrated fighter, man. He's what 18, 19 and one now in his career, which I don't think you know. <clears throat> you watch him fight a little bit, and you're like, ah, you know, how, how does he have this record or or whatnot? He's he's very solid, man. He's not he's not the best standing up. Uh, I think he's a little clunky, but he's he's unorthodox, which you know it can work. Honestly, it can work one hundred percent. It worked for Ronda Rousey for a little bit, so like. You know, he he gets four about about four takedowns a fight. He, he hunts submissions. He hunts control. He he just goes for it. You know, he um, he had seven takedowns against Jared Gordon. He had a couple here. He, he he's going to take you down pretty much. And he's had a pretty stiff. Uh, he's had a pretty good list of opponents. I mean, he fought Juicy J. Arosa, Mike Trezano, Derek Minner, uh, Leo Santos, Jared Gordon, Mark Madsen. You know, not not the greatest opponents, but he's he's taking care of all of them. All it takes is one slip up. And he hasn't. Had, I mean, other than the Ricky Glenn draw, uh, he hasn't really had a slip up. So it'd be. Inter- I think he should probably get a, a number next to his name, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what he's got next. Um, I mean, since it's his first foray at fifty five, right? Or not the first, but like he's kind of newer in the division. Am I right in saying that, or is that just me kind of being stupid? Um, I think he fought Gordon. Uh, I guess he's been there for a little bit. I mean, Minner was yeah. a 45 uh, no, he fight. he fought Gordon at 55. So yeah. I guess he's kind of just been up and down. Yeah, and then the Ricky Glenn fight, which was also a 55, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this was, uh, this was also a 55. Ends a majority draw. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I can't say enough about how good he looked. I was surprised when I looked after and saw that he didn't get a performance bonus. I just thought he looked like... That was I, I it, like just not even knowing that like I thought performance of the night at the at the time I was just like he just kind of I mean that guy was undefeated Mark Madsen's not you know not the greatest I and mean, I know he's older and whatnot but still he was undefeated he had you know fought Clay Guida and 
he'd been in there with some some good guys. So it's just for him to get like wrestled like that when he's like the Olympic wrestler, it was very shocking. I thought, but you know, yeah. Uh, shout out to the UFC. Who knows what's going on in their heads? But now we move to the prelim section. Miranda Maverick, uh, you thirty twenty six victory over Shanna Young. Thought we were gonna get her out of there, especially in that third round. But Shanna Young put up a good fight, man. She took a beating and uh, just, you know, kind of went as how we thought. We just thought there was going to be a finish. Big win or, you know, good win for Miranda Maverick. Yeah, dominated 30-26 all around. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a uh, foregone conclusion. There's really not much to say, honestly. Uh, it was just, you know, when they stood, it was a little shaky. But it, if Miranda Maverick got her to the ground and started the grappling, it was uh, not... It was an uphill battle for Shannon Young, so uh, yeah. big win. You know, I keep wanting to say big win, but it's really not a big win, right? I, that's a complete lie if I say that. It's a win, but it's a win. It's a good win. All right, solid win. Wins are good. All right, uh, Mario Bautista with a nasty armbar win over Benito Lopez. Benito looked good for sections of this fight, uh, but but Benito was coming off of a big time layoff, like we talked about before, and this was kind of a system play, and I'm glad the system played off. Mario Bautista is good, man. I like. I like his skills, and I just, you know, he, he, he as soon as it went to the ground, he looked like he was prepared there, and when it was on the feet, he looked dominant on the feet as well, so it's just, uh, sign me up for any Mario Bautista fight, you know, for, for, the, for the foreseeable future, until they match, until he gets on the fade list, when I see a matchup yeah. that I don't like, but right now, he is a, uh, all systems go. Good all-around game. Yeah, that's, that's what I left this fight with. Uh, shout out to Pollyanna Viana. With a 47-second knockout of Jin Frey. Uh she did not, for the record, put a finger in Colby Covington's ass. That needs to be pointed <laughs> out because Paula Costa has not stopped talking about it all week long. <laughs> Shout out to Paula Costa, but um, yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, go on the MMA to Twitter. You guys can, if you, anyone out there who's listening to this podcast, you probably know what I'm talking about because that shit is just all over the place. But Fiona smoked her. Absolutely caught her and looked like Jin, she like froze Jin Frey. And uh, I mean, uh, listen, uh, if you would have told uh, any other uh, outcome, I probably would have had other than someone getting just viciously knocked out by Pollyanna Viana. But that's how gambling is. You have the submission at plus what three three sixty, and she goes and knocks her out. We could have got inside the distance, probably around plus three hundred. Would have changed both of our afternoons. But yep, could have, could have. That's how it goes. There's not much to say here other than that was just a dominant, dominant performance. And uh, I guess we'll see what they do next with Pollyanna. Her, her first KO since Amanda Hebost in 2015. Exactly. So seven years ago. That's how long we had to wait. But uh, Johnny Munoz. Johnny she Mun- kisses Ginny Fry. Yeah. Did she? That was hot. That was hot. All right. Right on the forehead. Ginny Fry was like, I don't know where I am. And she kisses her on the forehead. It's a good fight and walks away. And she's like, I still don't know where I am. Yeah. Like, Hello. <laughs> Someone call the police. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Uh, Johnny Munoz took out Ludwig Shelanin or Shelanon, however they uh, this gentleman likes to say his name. But this was a dominant performance. Performance, uh, for the record. And uh, shout out to my voice crack. But uh, yeah, I mean this this went exactly how we thought it was. I'm, I was too pussy to bet it, but uh, yeah, I just thought Ludwig was going to be too tough to get out of there. And there really wasn't going to be much money to be made on this fight. But, I mean, and I didn't trust Johnny Munoz after he got dominated by Tony Gravely. So, there's that. How about 100 strikes almost thrown in the first round by Johnny Munoz? It's pretty crazy. I think 94 and 82 in the third. I don't see that often. 
Speaking of uh, big-time paces or, or, or like a ridiculous pace that was kept up, I mean, this Jake Hadley and Carlos Candelario fight was unreal, dude. Good fight. Now, I thought this was another... Did this win an award? No. No, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, uh, you know, come on. Come on. What are we doing? I, I Listen, I love this fight. This is one of my favorite fights of the night. I just thought action-packed, great striking... Um, like mixing the st- the shots up, uh, you know, high, low, middle, everything, uh, you know, grappling involved, you know, Jake Hadley with a nasty triangle choke, Candelario just got himself into a bad situation, and uh, Jake Hadley showed that he's not a stiff, or that his last fight was kind of a uh, little bit of a fluke, or trying to, and so it... I guess we're going to have to see uh, another up in competition for Jake Hadley to truly believe. But uh, what did you make of this one? Man, they were like, they were just going back and forth. Yeah. <clears throat> Candelario, uh, so, sort of, uh, real quick, sorry. But he kind of, I, I thought he kind of gassed out towards the end. Of, you know, as soon as he got, yeah. all, got off that stool, about a minute into that second round, it was kind of just, oh no, like you could see the gas tank leaking. And uh, it, it just, it, it was only a matter of time. But that's basically due to the fact that Hadley was working the body. And he's putting a ridiculous amount of pressure on him the whole fight, backing him up, backing him up, backing him up, and then eventually got what he needed. Yeah, that was a good pace he was putting on him. Um, White Kong, twenty six years old, looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, again, both both of them threw under over one hundred and fifteen total strikes in the first round. Pretty insane. Um, second round, he kept it up. Carlos Candelario did not. That's why he got the win. I mean, I guess his loss over uh, Mister Nascimento doesn't look too bad. Uh, I think that was just kind of a rough stylistic matchup, but uh, I think the I think they have something decent in this uh, flyweight here. Twenty six again, like I said, uh, he was born after I was. Um, he's still got a lot of learning to do, so we'll see. I, I I'm a pretty big fan of him at flyweight. I think they mentioned it on the broadcast. You DC, I think it was probably DC, but he, like this twenty five division, we kind of talk about it too on here. Like it, it is an exciting division. It's fun. It's got a lot of different elements and guys that like you know up and comers sort of older veteran sort of guys, but it's just like a fun sort of mix mash of uh, talent. And it's always, and it's always high pace, high action. So it's like, it's kind of like in boxing when there's the, the lighter weight classes, like you rarely in boxing, you, you don't normally see the knockouts in the lower uh, weight classes as opposed to the higher ones, but it's always like high pace, fun action. And that's what it seems like these 25 division is. So it's uh, a fun time. And uh, by the way, Shout out to Tamiris Vidal. So we we need to. I, I would like to, on behalf of the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, apologize to Miss Vidal because we underestimated you. But that is due to the fact that you didn't give us much to estimate. So, uh, you know, last time, one of the only times we we're able to see you, uh, you were getting illegal need and- everywhere. <laughs> illegal everything. She got kicked. She got. Her eye poked, she got her eye gouged, she got her hair pulled. It was insane. insane. I didn't leave this performance, though, saying, wow, Vidal's unreal, right? Like, she kind of got... You know who's unreal? Ramona Pascal's unreal. Get her out. Yeah, Ramona Pascal is probably... Her time in the UFC is probably good, all right? uh, I'm good. She's lost to, you know, Little Nunez, um, Edwards, and uh, now Vidal, who just need her, like, right in the fucking tits and and chest area looked painful as shit just dropped her right away and she tried to get up but it was it was over with and uh, i mean pascal 
She has skill, but it's like it. That, how much does that matter when you're just constantly losing these fights and not able to put it together? Uh, she landed not, a couple. Not, uh, not much. Yeah, she landed a couple good shots, but it's like okay, you know. So what? But uh, I wonder but, if Tamira's Vidal is related to Nacho Vidal. Uh, I doubt it, but who knows? <laughs> but who knows, right? You never know. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this Big fight hammer. was supposed to have uh, Bryce Mitchell and Mosar Ivolev on this card. Uh, but this was due to an injury he was taken off. And we also lost the fight of the night before this, oh, which man. was unfortunate that we were going to make some other free money in Josh Parmesan and chase the Vanilla Gorilla Sherman. Uh, so we lost that fight as well due to a uh, Parmesan uh, withdrew with health concerns. So God knows too what much, that is. Too much Parmesan. Uh, I imagine these guys are like, if, if a heavyweight's cutting weight and he's like having the, I don't know if this is what caused it, but health concern, maybe you should just train better. You know, I, I don't know. But I don't even know what happened <laughs> Something. to him. Who knows what, what, you know, what the actual cause was. I didn't really look into it too much because honestly, I don't care. But, uh, yeah. Uh, performance of the night, Neil Magny. I thought that's uh, worthy $50,000 to Neil Magny. Uh, Mario Bautista with a performance of the night, uh, worthy. Uh, Pauliana Viana, $50,000. That's worthy. And uh, Tamiris Vidal with a performance of the night, which I don't agree with. But, uh, yeah. you know, I thought that should have gone somewhere else. Maybe even a Hadley. Maybe even a Grant Dawson. That was the one that I was kind of mad about but that was ufc vegas 64 from the apex joe martinez thank god we don't have to listen to him this weekend all right i'm sorry that, wow, that... Wow. Shots at all Dunbar. right fight fans straight yeah that see i'm, I'm gonna... you are ready. Uh, i, I will say it. that get that gets me going he, he's that, that's pretty good i like it nobody else really gets to you know like like i can't even say it because it kills my voice but yeah well listen bruce is back this weekend uh, boo. Oh, come on. Okay, no, that, I'm kidding. Yeah, I Jesus. <laughs> no, but listen, I'm in a mood. You know, I was at the mechanic a lot today. <laughs> I want to apologize to Joe Martinez. He caught a stray for no reason. But uh, the mechanic. before we get out of here, we got some boxing to talk about. Yeah, your boy, David Diamante, was back. Yeah, he was back. He was in that ring making making his uh, introductions. Uh, Zordo Ramirez. Gilberto Zulado fighting out of Mazatlan, Sinaloa, Mexico. The great D- David Diamante set the stage for us. I know you missed it because you didn't want to listen to him. No, I would turn fair. it off if I was watching. <laughs> I don't fair. support him. Yeah. Although he's got phenomenal uh, hair and swag. That has nothing to he, do with it. His Canelo introduction was one of the best. Ever. It's electric. I, don't care. I, will, I um, won't hate on that either. He called him like Chihuahua and Jalisco and Tequila. His triple G, um, though, not all good. All the words, not great. But Dimitri Bivol, um, might be might be top five, top ten pound for pound boxers in the world. He is for being as big as he is, and he fought a guy in Zerto Ramirez who's big, six two. Uh, I guess he says he can make one sixty eight. I don't know. I mean, he's young, so I guess eh, he's only thirty. He is thirty one. I don't know if he can, but. He's a big guy. He's kind of a little slow. Dimitri Bivol is fast for a six foot, just absolute powerhouse. Um, Unreal. He hits. He hits hard, but dude, he is so quick, just down the middle, and he attacks. And when he wants, he walks you down, and it's scary, scary. Zerto Ramirez is a very good boxer. He hasn't lost in you know millions of years since his amateur days. 
Uh, and Dimitri Bivol won like every round. He might have lost one or two, but uh, it, <laughs> it wasn't close. I'll say that. Uh, he's staring dead down the barrel of a fight with Artur Beterbiev, which would just be insane. Awesome. That would be insane. Um, who's the scariest Russian in the world? I don't know. It's one of them two. So uh, I think I think uh, Beterbiev has – ah, oh, fuck. I forget who it is. He has somebody coming up. Uh, let's do a quick Google Anthony Yardy. Anthony Yardy. He's gonna take. He's gonna take Anthony Yardy to the fucking January, backyard. Though. That's crazy. He's gonna take him to the backyardy and shoot him in the fucking head. Oh, he's, gonna, he's gonna do some, he, <laughs> He's gonna do some bad things to Anthony Yardy. Anthony Yardy doesn't have the chin to keep up, uh, and it better be just uh, I don't know a Russian assassin, if you will. Um, also, our boy Shavitzan Rachmanov. Your boy. Oh, that's my boy, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he won. He had a corner stoppage. The towel was thrown in from Zelfa Barrett's corner. Um, he's a pretty scary fighter himself. Uh, he fights at 130. Where is he from? I believe he is from the country of Tajikistan. Yeah, so oh, yeah. any stand, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. watch keep out. Me away. Keep, keep me away as well. Uh, Campbell Hatton, the son of Ricky, got a first-round knockout via left hook Liver shot. He doesn't have many knockouts. He is not like his father. He does look just like him. Uh, he's only 21, but he got a, a win on the prelim card. Uh, so there's that. There's also a David Morrell. He is a young Cuban fighter. He might be next up for Canelo. We'll see if Canelo keeps avoiding him, as some people say. He fought a guy named Idos Yerbosnili. Your boss, your boss, um, I wish I could pronounce it better. Yerbosnili? But... Uh, Mr. Yerbas had to be put in a medical-induced coma after the fight. Oh, very, very sad. Um, I think he was getting his ass beat. I, from, from, or I don't think he was, but from uh, seeing people that were there, they didn't think it was too bad. And then there were some people that thought it should have been stopped a couple of rounds earlier. So uh, Tony Weeks, veter- veteran ref, was doing the fight. There was blood everywhere on his shirt. So maybe uh, we, should, we should take a harder look at some guys who are just getting absolutely beat down. I have no chance of winning. Uh, this happened many, many times in 2020. Uh, happened a couple times in 2021. It's been happening a lot lately, and uh, it's pretty sad, honestly. Uh, it happened earlier this year, actually. Some guy was put in a coma, and he uh, he was taken off, but he is not he is not the same. Uh, I think he was right in the middle of his prime of his career, too. So very sad to see. That was in Minnesota uh, in, at the Armory, where they have pretty good fights on Showtime, but um, very sad. That is tough. I hate to see that shit happen, man, because it's a real dangerous um, consequence of these uh, fights, especially in boxing. It seems to happen way more often. Uh, you rarely see it in the UFC game, um, but I mean, it's yeah. it's possible because you're just this is a violent, violent sport, and uh, yeah, I hate to see that. Uh, but what do you think about uh, Bivol and Betterbiev? Like, who would you take in that in the potential matchup with that? Fuck, man. Um, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's, you know. That's tough. I think, oh, uh, man. I think I go Archer better be of. I think he's naturally bigger. I know he's shorter, but uh, he, he is he is 37. Not to say he's looked his age or looked anything like that. I mean, he, he just got Joe Smith Jr. out of there in, like, two rounds. <laughs> so, yeah, he smoked I don't know. Him, dude, I, I saw that. I mean, he retired Alexander Gavocic, who I bet on in that fight. His nickname is The Nail. Um he he has he didn't fight after that. That was three years ago, and that dude was undefeated. <laughs> like, oh man, and that fight was a pick'em too. So that just shows you how scary better be. I 
I think maybe I'll go Bivol. I've seen Bivol beat Canelo. I've seen him yeah. beat Zordo. I, I mean, those two guys combined might have won two rounds. You know, not to take anything away from uh, Mr. Betterbiev, but man, I guess maybe Betterbiev is is more uh, cerebral. He's more of a finisher. He's more of a killer. But he can also be hit more. You know, he 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 was he was he was. I wouldn't say roughed up, but Marcus Brown was giving him a little bit of a a little bit of some hands. Gavochik up until that tenth round, it was close. So I think I've just seen more of a complete game from Dimitri Bivol. I would I would pick him, but that would probably be a pick and fight. I mean, they're both similar size, similar reach. Um, Dimitri Bivol is just a little bit younger, but yeah, I'm I'm all the fuck in for that. Sign me up. Summer, summer, maybe a uh, spring of 2023, and. Uh, We'll see. The end of this year was supposed to be so good for boxing. There was supposed to be all these fights that didn't just none of them. None of them are happening. So yeah. I think the beginning of 2023, hopefully, maybe the first first quarter, maybe the second quarter is where you'll see a lot of good fights. Who knows? Probably not. But yeah, it's just a shame with boxing, man. That's the one good thing about the UFC. For the most part, you get to see all the fights that you want to see. And then boxing, it just seems like all these guys just all these filler fights and I. I Obviously, I'm not the bigger box. I mean, you're the bigger boxing fan than the two of us. But I will say, from watching both of the like, of all the fighter fighters that are around now, like Bivol is one of my favorites, just based off the way he fights, because it's just so like, I'm just gonna stay. Like, I'm gonna walk you down the entire fight. Like, I'm not going Scary, anywhere. Dude. I'm gonna. I told you, like, I I used to love Triple G when Triple G was in his prime, because that's just the way he fought. Like, it was like, fuck this, I'm gonna get hit. But, like, you're not going to hurt me. I'm just going to continually punish you the entire fight. And he seems like I, – and I told you that after the fight. Like, he's just like a bigger Triple G. So, like, now every time B-Wall fights, I'm like, all right, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to make sure I watch this. Uh, I, that fight would be fucking incredible. And that, that signed me up at any day of the week for B-Wall yeah. and better BF. Because those are two like, – and for the most part, you know how boxing is. You watch it more than I do, but I'm more of a casual. When these guys fight, it's like I only know usually one of the guys, and I have to learn about the other guy on the fly. Like this is a Zerto guy, I didn't know much about. Like I was like, all right, like uh, looking him up, like yeah. But now, like when you get a better Bev and a Bivol getting in the same ring, you're like, oh shit, like this is like all the marbles, you know? This is this is for the this is for all the chips on the table, and it, it makes it a big deal, man. So I, that 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 I am excited about if that were to Another happen. But who, again, who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, in boxing, I mean, we, we were looking at a Canelo fight, or a Canelo, a Crawford-Spence fight getting all but finalized, yep. and now they're, go, they're going back and forth, tweeting each other, saying, hey, man, uh, you know, this and that. And you're like, well, uh, what happened with the fight that was supposed to happen November 10th? We are no longer getting that fight. What, what is it, what does it say, the 6th, 5th? I think so. Ninth. Neither. We're, the fight's supposed to be tomorrow, not tomorrow, but this weekend. The Crawford fight was supposed to be this weekend, and now he's fighting David Avanesian, who, um, you know, will probably not put up much of a fight. So it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. The thing with Dimitri Bivol, though, I'll say this. His defense is great. Sometimes you see with these guys, they'll take some shots. Like, better be if we'll take some shots. I know he hasn't really faced many punchers, though, so it's kind of hard to really gauge his defense. But Dimitri Bivol, he made Mr. Zordo, Zordo Ramirez, land 12% of his total punches. Jesus. 107 of 878. Insanity. Uh, he missed 871 of his punches. I'm sorry, 771 of his punches. Like his jabs, uh, Zerto Ramirez has a pretty good jab. Not a great jab, but he has a pretty good jab. 6.8%. And that's 38 crazy. of 556. Insane. 
Um, and this is a fucking good fighter. I know people don't really know because, you know, the top rank deal fell through and whatnot, but, um, yeah, dude, insane. I, I stopped watching after like the eighth, ninth round. I'm like, I can't see my boy keep getting beat up like this. Like, this is sad, man. He's getting just, I, Dimitri Bivol took one round off, a couple rounds off. And, you know, other than that, he was just, throw the damn towel. Throw in the towel. So there, there it is. There's boxing. Uh, we will have more this coming weekend. Uh, is there boxing this upcoming weekend? I'm sure there always is, but is there any any sort of marquee uh, fights that we're looking uh, into? Or you know, Montana Love, young prospect, is fighting in his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, on the zone. Um, I'm not sure if that's free or not. Other than that, yeah, doesn't look kind of a slower much, weekend. I'm sure they'll throw Nico, Nico I mean, Ali Walsh out there at some point because it seems like he <laughs> fights all the time. But uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, actually, wow! Now I see this. Floyd Mayweather's fighting this weekend against in Deji. two weeks. Is he? Yeah, it oh, says November weekend? 13th on here. I who, Let's go. Right? Yeah, we'll all be huddled around the TVs uh, watching that one. We'll all pay full price to uh, watch that I wonder. Fight. I wonder if there's any disgusting grossness on the undercard. Oh, I mean, for sure. Uh, if I had to guess, there's definitely... Uh, oh, yeah. Tommy Fury and, and don't call me Mo, Paul Bamba. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got Paul... Bomb. All right, yeah. So uh, you know, Anthony Taylor is also on this card. I don't know if you remember him. He is the fella who did he beat? Who he beat somebody? Dean Barry. Yeah, he beat Dean Barry. He, uh, um, beat Chris Avila. Um, was he Jake Paul's boy or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He's on. He's on. The, he's on this card as well. Um, Brandon Ingram, I think, is on this card. Oh uh, yeah, Jahan. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> Koji Tanaka. <laughs> Yeah. So, other than that, uh, there's a couple. There there's a fight are some in a, fucking disgusting fights on this card. Regis Progre and Jose Cepeda are supposed to fight on the 26th. Jose Cepeda just got arrested for beating the shit out of somebody. Uh, can't do that. You cannot do that if you're a boxer. You can't fight average Joes. I know it seems crazy, but you can't do it. So we'll see if that fight is in jeopardy. I hope not. Cause it's gonna be a banger. Looking forward to it, dude. So I guess we'll be back on Friday afternoon. We will have a full breakdown of UFC 281. Should be a fun one. We will hopefully make you some money this upcoming weekend. And <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Ty, you might want to fade him at negative nine point seven five units. At- <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're approaching double digits. Yeah, I need an Alex Pereira win to say, to feed yeah, my family. You need like you're week. gonna have to. You're, I know you're about to start betting some exotic ass shit. You're gonna be like, all right, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to bet uh, Pereira first round, left-hand shot to drop him, fo- followed hey. by, you know, like, plus 6,000. It's like, all right, now we're I'm back. just saying, his kids are talking shit, you know, on the embedded. Everybody's in. Izzy is, Izzy is going down. Uh, I'm, we're, well, I'm going to save it for Friday, and we will get into it big time, but I'm with you, all right? So... Again, we'll be back on Friday afternoon. Enjoy the uh, embeddeds. Make sure you, you're all caught up going into this weekend. Uh, one of the last big cards of the year. Uh, we have the Glover and whatever ne- you know next month. But this is we're, we're running it down here, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is it, man. I mean, this this main card. I mean, you, you know, you got Dan Hooker and Frankie starting it, and then you go Dustin Chandler and then Carlo. And Whit- like, I, I know we do this a lot where we're like, yo, this is going to be the best card ever. And then it turns out like 280. Was it 280? Where it was like, ugh. Eh, yeah, it eh, was a boring. Eh. Yeah. But uh, I think this is going to be different. I think Wei Lee is going to give you action. I think Izzy and Alex Ferrer are going to give you action. I think Dustin and Michael Chandler are going to give you like you. None of these guys are – I feel like the letdown in this spot is only Claudio Puelas and Dan Hooker. That, you know, Frankie and Chris Gutierrez are going to throw light kicks until they die. Like 
Yeah. Even the prelims, Brad Riddell, you know, you know he's all about that action boss. Ryan Spann, Dom Reyes, like we haven't seen Dom in a while. He's yeah, still talking about the John Jones loss. Yep, that's like, not good. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I mean, Safe Sayu doesn't want Ryan Spann shooting takedowns and getting knocked down on the takedown, knocked out on the takedown. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. We shall I'm see. Excited, though. We shall see. And I am super excited as well. So we'll be back. We have Invicta. Also, little little, little teaser. We have uh, uh, it's next Friday. Never mind. Bellator, one of their best cards maybe ever. Yeah, I um, did see that. That'll actually be fun. That'll be exciting. Nemkov. Nemkov and Corey Anderson is on there. I saw Usman Nurmagomedov fighting Patricky. The, the next big thing. The next big thing, man. You, you know, uh, that's the only Nurmagomedov I fuck with. So that's... Uh, <laughs> Can't wait for that. No, that is a big card, but we have to save that for next week. And then we have a absolutely disgusting uh, fight night for the UFC next week. That is horrific. Oof. Yeah. Woof. Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak in the main event. But <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> listen, all right, let's get out of here. We don't have to do this. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll be back very soon. Go, Birds.